0: Now, let me just say that a lot of you guys are crazy if you think that you're going to get to root of your mental health without talking to a professional. And that's why I wanted to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring today's podcast. Now, if you guys haven't heard of BetterHelp, BetterHelp is a platform where you can find utmost 20,000 professionals who specialize in mental health. PTSD, ADHD, bipolar disorder, and so much more, who can help you get to the root of your issues. Now, these are also registered professional therapists and professional mental health experts. So these aren't just random life coaches and random people. These are people who are registered, are certified, and can actually help you get to the root of your issue. Mental health is wealth. And if you really want to get to the root of your mental health but have no idea what therapist to speak to, what therapist to find, you don't want to ask your insurance to help you, you don't want to ask a friend to recommend you one, but you want to pick one on your own, vet them look at the reviews check out betterhelp and use my discount code betterhelp.com/towt it's the acronym for my podcast. That's betterhope.com slash T-O-W-T and find the mental health professional that's the best fit and the best match for you. There's so many options, so many of them that you can speak with within 24 hours of using the app and using the platform and there's so many that you can message back and forth and if you don't like the one that you have, never feel pressure to just keep them. You can literally fire them and get a new one and move on and vet the next one and keep it moving. There's financial aid available and much more and the best part is this is completely confidential. You don't have to worry about your information in your personal life getting out there, because again, these are professionals. So again, use my code, betterhelp.com slash T-O-W-T. Hi, my wonderful sweet babies. It's Destin Choice, and I had to get on my podcast because I really wanted to get on here and talk about the art and craft of selling your soul. Now, i will one of these days do a dedicated video talking about people who sold their souls and selling your soul as a whole, what it means, and why I refuse to sell my soul. But I really want to talk about more so me, my lens, my perspective of selling your soul, and why I refuse to do that on this podcast. Now, long to be short, selling your soul is typically defined as going against your moral compass and doing some shit for some monetary or social gain. So basically, let's put it this way. If you want to get famous and you want to be popular and make tons of money and get rich, find a random bitch or a random motherfucker or a random nigga and just fuck him, have sex with him, have kids with him, and then monetize it on YouTube even though you have no desire at all to have a family, other than the fact that you'll have monetization, status, and popularity, like the Ace family and many more families. Another way of selling your soul could be you eat shit like lovely peaches, and you become an international star, and you get attention from mainstream celebrities like Nicki Minaj and many other celebrities who follow you, praise you, and give you attention. Now, I refuse to sell my soul specifically because... I always knew deep down inside that I wanted to be known, popular, famous, have a platform, have a voice, have my own show, be a popular entertainer, and much more. But I knew that if I sold my soul by doing some fucked up shit that I know deep down inside that I would look back on and be like, wow, I can't believe I did that. Now I feel like I have to maintain it. Then more than likely, I probably wouldn't be proud or happy of the success I garnered because nothing in this world is worth it if it comes too easy. You know what I mean? A lot of people say to me very often, why aren't you at a million yet? You're so underrated. And I typically take that as a compliment. I don't take that personal at all. I take it as a compliment. and I say, hey, you know, it is what it is. One day my following will expand. But honestly, I was just happy to hit 50K followers on YouTube. I was just happy to hit 100K followers. And even 200K followers and 300K, I was like, okay, I'm settled. I'm fine. It is what it is. If I never hit a million, I'm fine. But a lot of people look at that as a, wow, that's crazy. You speak real shit. You should have millions. And I really could. Because truth be told, if I had a big-ass microphone in front of my face and I was, you know, on the parallel side and I was, you know, like Bobby with long-ass hair, blue eyes and shit, I'd probably be ten times more popular. I'd probably get mainstream endorsement deals and I'd probably get pushed through the algorithm of social media a lot more. But because I'm a young black male who doesn't give a fuck, talks his shit and is un- unapologetic about his views as far as this this wing, that wing, or whatever the fuck, I do feel like that kind of hinders me in a way. Because if I was like, you know, a fake-ass little Disney Channel bitch talking about some iconic and, oh my god, guys, like, that's so cool. Like, you know, just being nice and sweet all the time, then more than likely, I'd probably have millions of followers. But then that's fake. Because then if I see some real shit or some crazy shit going on on social media, and I felt some type of way, I wouldn't be in a predicament where I would have a publicist or a team or a manager tell me that I got to speak on it or do this or do that. So people could like view me nicely, you know, I don't want to be seen as someone who has like good PR because people tell me how to move, how to talk, how to walk, how to act. You know, I don't want to be fake as fuck. You know, Cardi B one time spoke about this when she was on Instagram live and she spoke about the fact how people always give her shit about not being able to express herself or say her opinion. And she really went in on the fact that people are just trying to force her to be fake. And I really respected her for being very blatantly honest about that because she's right a lot of people do kind of pressure you to be fake if you want to make it to a mainstream level. I, on the other hand, do not want to be fake or do fuck shit or be used as a pawn or be part of some stupid-ass agenda to catapult to stardom and success. You know, I'll sit up here and say, Trump was the lesser of two evils. Fuck Joe Biden is what it is. And I'll also sit up here and say, if somebody is willing to drag my ass like they grown, they can get their ass cussed the fuck out like they're grown. I'm willing to sit up here and say, I don't give a fuck. I'll drag somebody and hold them accountable if they say some shit I don't fucking like. You know, I'll just say real shit and not really care. And due to that, I'm not at the millions and millions and billions and trillions. And I'm perfectly fine with that and don't give a fuck. And you shouldn't give a fuck either if you're not where you want to be because you're not compromising your morals. You know, a lot of you guys probably have a venture that you want to pursue. But imagine if you had to suck a dick or you had to, you know, kiss somebody's ass and be friendly with somebody, pretend you like somebody just to get an opportunity, you know, you wouldn't feel good because, yeah, it's nice that you got that monetary gain and that social status, but it also sucks that you have to kind of compromise your morals to get what you want. You know, it's one thing to network and it's one thing to do business and be professional, but it's another thing to do some shit that you would never fucking do ever in life just for monetary gain and social status. You know what I mean? A good example is, if you all didn't know, when I first started YouTube back in 2015, things took a while to take off. Like, I honestly started YouTube in 2015 and... I didn't see results on my channel until 2017. Basically, it took two and a half years for my channel to go anywhere. Two and a half years. Most people would have quit by then. Most people would say, oh, you should have 100K subscribers by six, seven months, eight months. But look at the motherfuckers who got 100K subscribers in six, seven months. Their following went down. Their engagement went down. They switched up and they changed because they got lucky or they did some shit they wouldn't typically do for famous, and of success. And now they can't really maintain it because people are starting to notice their true colors, and that's why they don't get as many views as they used to. So, one time when I, you know, was reaching a lot of success on social media and I had just hit hundred K subscribers, I came across a man, and I'm gonna say his name, Bobby J Smith. He's perfect. Last, a very famous YouTuber's manager, and he managed a lot of other YouTubers and influencers. And long story short, he was a manager that tried to, you know, rub shoulders with certain people, kiss certain people's asses, and be cool with certain people so that way he can get his clients to the next level of their success. Now, this man was fucking terrible. And I might fuck around and do a whole story time on him because he was horrible. Long story short, he was trying to like be my friend and shit because he was friends and associated and acquainted and managing a lot of influencers that I did videos about. The ones that did fake pranks and scam people and did fucked up bullshit you know, he was managing them. And, you know, he tried to be cool with me and build a relationship with me and build a bond with me because he liked the fact that I talked about his clients because I was bringing them more popularity in a sense because I was talking about the fuck shit they were doing because he saw it as all publicity is good publicity. But he was just very weird in terms of like trying to be my friend and stuff. Like one time, like after like weeks of us being cool and him having my number... You know, he got to a point where he said, you know, Troy's like, I consider us really, really good friends. So, you know, I would always like go out of my way for you because, you know, we're cool. You know, he did a lot of really good things for me as far as, you know, getting me sponsorship deals for like other musicians. If you watch me for a while, you know that I used to promote trash musicians on my YouTube channel. Where I'd be like, guys, link below, check out this SoundCloud artist. And them SoundCloud artists used to pay me fucking $175 just to promote their fucking music. They used to be like, oh, here's $200, here's $300, just to promote their shitty trash-ass grandpa, you ain't never leaving your mama's basement type music, you know? And he got me some of those opportunities. And what was weird was, I stopped fucking with him because I found out that he was paying other influencers that had less subscribers than me, more money. And then he would do little things where he would say, okay, how much do you want for this music promo? And then I'd be like, okay, um... And he would be like, how's 100 and i'm like oh okay fine because somebody know my worth so i was just taking it and accepting it but then behind my back he was giving other influencers who had way less followers and more money and i took it as a okay so he suggested a hundred dollars was enough and i let him take advantage of me so i can't really be anyone by myself but then he got to a point where he got too comfortable with my niceness and me enabling his behavior and he would like you know talk hella shit about his you know his client where he would be like yeah, like she just annoyed me. Like she's just a disgusting bitch. Like she's just a scumbag. Like he was just messy as fuck. Like a, just just a messy ass man. And there was this one instance where he asked me to do a reaction to his artist music video, and I was like, I don't know. They were pretty popular. They had a nice little following on social media, but I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that. He out of nowhere was like. You know, you should. You should definitely do it. and I'll consider it. So then he called me like a day or two later and asked me, okay, so about that reaction. I was like, yeah, I decide I'm not going to do it because they're just not really relevant enough for me to just react to. And he literally did this. Come on, choice! I had to look at my phone real quick and be like, yeah, nah, I mean, I don't really think they're relevant enough for me to talk about. Because I was just stunned that he did that. I had to look at my phone real quick. Like, you know how I want someone get out of pocket with you and get to look at your phone real quick and be like, am I talking to, is this person talking to me? Like, that type of shit. So, he really said that to me. Like, he really, like, raised his voice he was like, come on, choice. And then I and then out of nowhere, I think he realized that he talked out of turn. And he was like, I thought I said, nah, I don't think I want to do that. And he was like, please. And I was like, I mean, maybe I'll like consider it. And then I caved in and I ended up doing the reaction video to these fucking trash ass musicians. And I reacted to it. And I didn't mind. But I also felt like I was being pressured into doing so. And mind you, this was like the beginning of my YouTube channel when I had just hit 100K subscribers. And I was just starting to do well on YouTube after two and a half years of being on YouTube at the time. You know, collectively, I've been on YouTube for seven years, but this is when things have picked up after two years of consistency. So he was just really distasteful and disrespectful. And then on top of that, there was this one time where he called me and he called another YouTuber named Martin Lewis, which I'm pretty sure y'all know. Martin Lewis is another tea commentary gossip channel on YouTube. And basically, he called me and he said, hey, I got some tea. I'm like, what's up? And he was like, so, okay, there's this guy. He's on X Factor, and there's a gay sex tape of him. I don't remember the dude's name, but you told me the dude's name, and he was like, yeah, like, this dude, you know, lots of people are talking about this. Lots of people know about this. You should talk about it on your channel. And I was like, uh, I mean, I never heard of him. I don't really know what I would say. I don't know what to talk about. You know, I don't see any mainstream headlines talking about it. He's like, yeah, 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 choice. A lot of people are talking about it. I'm like, okay, what's his name? He gave me his name. I type it on Google and I'm like, yeah, I don't see any headlines or articles in the news tab on Google. I don't see any articles. I don't see any headlines. I just see photos of him online. That's it. And he was like, a lot of people are talking about it. You just gotta like keep looking. Like just like a gay sex tape of him. And I'm like, I mean, I don't hear anything about a gay sex tape in the media or headlines. I don't see anything on social media. I never heard of him. So I don't know what the point of me talking about it is. And he was like, like just you like just like go go like on like xvideos.com, go like on like the gay porn sites and you'll find it. And I'm like, I mean, I don't see anything visible, so I don't know what the point of me talking about it is. And he was like, you're annoying me, Choice, right now. Hold on. So he starts basically trying to look for the gay porn, and he says, okay, go on this website and try to find it. And it was giving very much creepy, weirdo, I'm assuming that you probably fucked this guy, and because he probably didn't give you a time of day, you're probably mad because he didn't want to fuck you. So you want me to expose him for having a gay sex tape because he's on the show, The X Factor. So you want me to do a video about a dude who's on a talent show called The X Factor who has a gay sex tape that no one is talking about in the media, but you want me to talk about it? And then he had a negative habit of trying to say, yeah, choice, like, I got all these connections, you know, I can get you connected to Michelle Obama, I can get you connected to this person, you know, I can get you into this, you know, I have a plan to, you know, get Clarence, Queen Naj's boyfriend, and Chris Ellis in the boxing ring, and, you know, I want you to host it, and, you know, we're gonna get you host hosting it, and it's gonna do so well. Like, he would just try to, like, gas me up to make it seem like he was connected to all these people. And now that I'm, like, older, and years have gone by, and four years have gone by, I'm... Like wow, was all that shit he was saying to me even true? And then there were times where I would check him about him kind of stepping his boundaries, and then he would literally say to me over the phone, "Nigga, are you recording me?" And I was like, and I'd be like, "No," and he's like, "Oh, okay, just 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 making sure." He was just weird as fuck and creepy and sketchy. And it was just stuff like that where he was just trying to, like, get me to, like, sell my soul. Like, he was trying to get me to do certain content. He was trying to get me to do certain videos. You know, he's called me on numerous occasions saying, hey, like, I want want you to do a collab with my artist. Or, hey, like, I want you to, like, you know, do, like, a mukbang sit-down with this person. Or, hey, like, you should talk about this on your channel. Or, hey, did you know so-and-so has this going on? Or, hey, did you know that this person is pregnant? And then he one time admitted to me, like, weeks, months later... Hey, choice. you do know that I tell you all this tea on my clients because I want you to go on your channel and be messy and talk about it, right? And I was like, oh. Like, I just had nothing to say. Like, I just never trusted him. And there was this one time where he said, you know, choice. the reason I'm always, like, calling you, talking to you and everything is because I consider us, you know, friends, you know? And I'm like, oh, okay. And he was like, you consider us friends, right? You consider us friends? And I would say, no, not really. And he was like, okay, well, you may not consider us friends, but I consider us friends. Yeah. And he would just do weird shit like that. And then there were times where, you know, like I said, he would get me, like, these sponsorship payments and shit like that. And he would help me get, like, these payments for, like, these music, these musicians that, you know, wanted to get some promo for their music. And he would do weird shit where, you know, he would, like, one time say... Like, he, did, he did this twice, by the way, where he wouldn't pay me. Where he would basically do some fucked up shit where he would basically say, Oh, yeah, you know, I reached my, my, um, my limit on Cash App, so I can't Cash App you right now. I said... I mean, you could PayPal me. Oh, yeah, I reached my limit on PayPal. So, you know, I can't pay you right now. At that point, I got annoyed because I'm just like, dude, like at this point, I want to just be paid up front. Because the fact that I did the the promotion up front and you literally wanted to pay me when you felt like it, it was just disrespectful. He did that twice. And then he would feel bad about it. And then weeks, months later, he'll send me like $500 and be like, hey, here, choice. Here you go. Here's all this money for your troubles. Here you go. My bad. My apologies. Here's something extra for you. Just shit like that. And then he would just be doing that shit and then try to like throw it in my face afterwards. Try to make it seem like he was being a kind and a good person. When in reality, you really wanted to be the kind a good person. You're trying to kiss up to me and get close to me. So that way I could be a valuable asset to you. But luckily for me being so young, I talked through this bullshit. So it was like he was doing stuff like that, trying to like make me sell my soul to so like you know do content talking about his clients, do videos talking about his clients, do videos of people, and do reactions for his trash artists. Like it was just stuff like that. He was just weird. And then there's other instances of you know, had I actually just did anything he said, you know, let him take advantage of me. That would have been me selling my soul and compromising my morals if I just did and talked about all these messy things he was talking about celebrities. One time he told me that a very known R&B singer had gotten sexually molested when he was a child. Like, he was just giving me all this tea, but he was only consciously giving me tea about the industry because he wanted me to get on camera and talk about it. But I feel like he was only trying to get me to talk about it because he wanted to just see if I would, like, give it to Devil's Temptation. There was even this one time where he literally said to me, Oh, I get a choice. You want money. And I'm like, no, I just don't really care to talk about it because I just I would just what am I gonna say? Like you gave me this information, can't prove it, what am I gonna say? And he would just be like, well, you can just talk about it. And I'm like, no. So it just, you know, those are just good examples of people trying to get you to sell your soul in the entertainment industry where they'll push your buttons and they'll try to like befriend you, be cool with you, and they'll try to get you to do content for them, they'll try to get you to like collaborate with them, they'll try to get you to you know, do their bidding and then guess what? When you do some fucked up shit or some evil ass shit for them, they own you because guess what? Then they can say, oh, well, you know, you did all this fucked up shit for me and, you know, I can go around telling people or, you know, you did all this shit, this fucked up shit for me anyways, so you might as well do more shit for me anyways. And then they'll throw a bag at you and if you take the bag, you know, you'll start to question your own self. So if you're willing to do one bad thing, you'll do another bad thing. So that's what I want people to understand that you can't sell your soul and do fucked up shit monetary gain success popularity whatever because if you do one bad thing you'll question yourself you'll question your integrity and you'll think to yourself oh whatever i already i already got my hair wet anyway so i might as well just jump into the rain you know what i mean if you get your hair wet once you might as well just jump in the pool so that's kind of just how the whole selling your soul thing works is people will try to like see if your devil temptation will come out of you and they'll try to pull that darkness outside of you so that way you can do some shit that you wouldn't typically do and they'll give you like monetary success, fame and gain and all that other stuff. I had a very close acquaintance that I was cool with out here in LA and we stopped talking because he just was not a good person and I usually like to stay with people who aren't good people because if you're not a good person to other people and your other friends and all you do is talk shit about your other friends, I'm gonna stay my ass right here. Long story short, he told me how in LA, he was a victim of the black casting couch now i'm gonna talk about this in the video but there's a saying in l.a called the black casting couch now if anyone has ever seen a porno you ever got you guys ever seen that porn where there's that young little white girl or that young little black girl that's sitting on the couch and she's like yeah i would love to be in a movie and she's looking all sexy and seductive and all innocent and all weird and cringy and he's recording her and was like yeah so all you gotta do is suck some dick or Fuck two of my friends and I would love to put you in this movie. And she's just sitting on a big ass black couch. So the black casting couch is a very popular category in porn. So that's a real thing. You know, that's not just a porn scene that people just throw out for fun. That's a real thing. And stuff like that is actually based on real scenarios. Believe it or not, porn is based on real shit and people's real life experiences. Crazy. Hence why I don't watch porn. But long story short, he said that some dude basically told him, Hey, like if you suck my dick, you know, or you let me suck your dick, I'll put you in a commercial. So he sucked somebody's dick to be in a commercial. And guess what? He never got the commercial. The person basically said, oh, yeet, (laughs) psych!" Like just ran off and just didn't even really fucking give him the commercial. Like obviously not like that. But yeah, like that. The person basically yeeted his ass and didn't give him the commercial opportunity after he just sucked his dick. And this is a guy. So this shit happens all the time. So whether it's a straight dude, a gay dude, a a woman, a man. like This happens to a lot of people where... Once you sell your soul, you start to look within yourself and say, damn, I really just did that for some fame, success, some money, some popularity, and I'm not even proud of that shit to the point where I wouldn't even tell anyone I did that shit. I just scammed this. I just did that. I did all these fucked up things, and I wouldn't even be proud to tell people that shit. And if you're willing to do one bad thing for money, fame, success, and popularity, you'll do another. It's like the saying goes, if you lie, you'll steal. If you steal, you'll kill. So do not go around doing one fucked up thing if you want popularity, fame, and success because you'll get addicted to it. You know, you'll get that dopamine effect where you'll think to yourself, yourself, well, whatever, I did one fucked up thing. Who cares that I scammed all these people? I'm going to do it again. It is what it is. You know, I'll just make up for it by going to church and praying it away and God will forgive me. And usually they think that shit like that will help them sleep at night. But deep down inside, they'll always be living with the guilt of some fucked up shit they did to other people. So, At the end of the day, in terms of selling my soul, in terms of compromising my morals, making up stories, making up lies, making up bullshit, like Tasha K, you know, Tasha K, of course, she's gotten her shit together and all of her stories are legit and a lot of her stories are okay now. But, you know, the fact that she was telling all these lies about Cardi B, saying that she knows Cardi B has herpes and then admitting that she knew it was all bullshit, but she was spreading it around anyways, stuff like that is just selling your soul. I would never use my platform or be somebody's pawn. And do some shit or say some shit I didn't agree with or or stood for just for monetary gain and success and popularity. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just would never do some fucked up shit like that because I know deep down inside that I would look back and hate it. You know? Imagine looking at how far you've come in life and then looking at all the people you had to step on just to get there. You know? It, it just—it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel good. People will always remember you for it. And I think that's a big reason why— Even though I'm not at 2 million, 5 million, 10 million followers, that's why I still get so many views compared to people who have millions of followers. Because I keep it 100% real and authentic and I keep the same energy. If I say some shit that I no longer agree with, I'll own up to the fact that I no longer agree with it. If I say some shit, I meant it. If I say some shit, I'm going to keep it moving and say it or retract and keep it moving. But I always try to keep it real 100% authentic because I don't want to be one of those influencers that do some fucked up shit and tell a whole bunch of lies and bullshit and just look back. And then I feel like I have to keep up with that. That's why so many influencers are always getting canceled. There's a reason why cancel culture is always coming back and resurfacing for a lot of influencers. Because they're always on some bullshit. You know what I mean? Like a lot of influencers are always lying, always doing some fuck shit, probably racist as fuck, doing coke off somebody's fucking ass or dick. And then the next minute... They come out. They come out and say, "Say no to drugs," and I stand in solidarity with Black people, and I am an ally to these communities. Meanwhile, this bitch got a whole tweet from when she was 19 years old saying "nigger," "bitch," "faggot," all types of fucked up shit about minorities, gay people, trans people, and a whole bunch of other shit. I'm like, well, damn, bitch. <laughs> and then, and then they get they come out with a typical note apology. A lot of y'all are fake. Y'all are fake, 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 fake. And that's why I say cancel culture can only touch fake people. And I don't want to be the person that gets canceled for some fuck shit. And I never even really agree with it to begin with. I just did it for likes, followers, and views. You know what I mean? So those are just mere examples of, you know, why I don't want to sell my soul. Because I really realistically could be at a million subscribers if I was out here doing fake beefs, shaking everybody's hands, making videos of people, you know, sitting down with these labels and entertainers. And agreeing to do content about them and cover them. I've been offered money to cover stories. Several times I've been offered money to cover stories on people. But if if I'm not passionate about it. I don't find it interesting. I don't think my following will find it interesting. And I don't think it's trendy enough. Why the fuck am I sitting on camera talking about it? If I don't think it's going to be something that's going to provoke good dialogue. Why the fuck am I going to talk about it? You know, I've had people pressure me, content creators and influencers pressure me to make content, talk about the situation, trying to pressure me to defend them and shit. But if I don't feel the need to defend you and I don't feel the need to get on camera and talk about your scenario, I'm not about to just kiss your ass and put a good narrative for you. You know, I feel like the thing is, a lot of people will shit on people who who have gossip, commentary, and news channels, like mine, for example, but they will, they won't hesitate, they they, they literally will never hesitate to want to use your platform for shit like that. And so many influencers, And commentators who are constantly getting used, you know what I'm saying? Like, there are so many commentators and influencers who started off as, you know, struggle little guru, beauty beauty guru channels. Then they transitioned into doing T-videos, and now they're doing T-videos. And then, five months later, they become cool with an influencer who kissed their ass, put them on the PR list, did nice things for them. And then these raggedy-ass bitches who claim themselves as drama channels get on camera and say, oh, so, you know... Shane Dawson and Jeffree Star put your girl on the PR list and oh my god, this is so awesome. Like, little bullshit like that. And then when it's time for them to do commentary on something, they can't even really give their full-on opinion or say what they normally would say because now their judgment is clouded because they're cool with these beauty gurus. They're cool with these celebrities. They've sold their souls and they deep down inside don't agree with the fact that they're cool with these people because now they don't want to burn a bridge if they get on camera and say some shit. And that's why these influencers and celebrities are always trying to be cool with these blogs and these radio personalities and these media hosts. That's why they're always trying to be in good cahoots with you because they know that you have reach to the public that they don't have. You know, a lot of these entertainers are fake. It's like they proudly be fake. They have to be fake. They have to make a relationship with these radio personalities and these DJs and these people who control the public and control the public's perception. They have to because... When you're someone that is a DJ, a real personality, a commentator, a news channel, a journalist, you have reach that they don't have because they're phony as fuck and they want to be on your good side because they know that it'll work in their favor if they are on your good side and they know that you'll be biased for them. Dare I say it. So... I really could be at 5 million subscribers if I was out here doing fuck shit and bullshit. I probably would already be on television. I probably have my own little whack ass TV show on BET that probably would have got canceled. Or on VH1 or on fucking Telemundo or some shit. If I was out here kissing people's asses and being fake and compromising my moral to do stories for people in order to garner viewership. But I don't have to do that. I'm very blessed so I can literally get on camera and talk about chicken nuggets all fucking day. And people will literally still watch, come through, show me love and support me. So, I'm glad that even though I've been on YouTube for seven years, and throughout these seven years, I've made it to 600,000 subscribers, I'm very blessed that I did not have to get on camera and be some stupid bitch that I'm not. I'm very blessed. That people can look at me years later and say, damn, that's why I fuck with you and been watching you since I was in high school. That's why I fuck with you and been watching you since I was in college. That's why I've been fucking with you and watching watching you since I was in my early 20s because you've kept it real throughout all these years. I don't agree with everything you say. People tell me this stuff. I don't agree with everything you say. But at the end of the day, you keep it 100 all the time. Even back then and even now and I'm sure in the future, you always keep it 100. And that's how I want to keep it. I don't want to be some fake motherfucker who does some stupid shit for fame, publicity, and popularity, and then eventually it all just, you know, dwindles away, you know? And I damn sure don't want to make content that I don't really give a fuck about, and then five years later, end up like fucking D'Angelo Wallace, who has like fucking 3 million subscribers, and then just disappears because they never really gave a fuck about pop culture, commentary, or news anyways. They're just doing it because it's to appease their followers, you know? I don't want to be that influencer YouTuber that sells their soul, does content they're not proud of, or don't really care for, and then years later say, oh yeah, I just did it for the money, I'll force myself to do it for the money, and then look back and then not be proud of what i produced and put out. I'm just glad to still be relevant and still be doing well for myself on social media. I'm so glad that people still recognize me. I'm still glad that a lot of people who are big name creators and big name stars know who I am, watch me, and I've showed me love. I'm just grateful of that. I'm just grateful that people respect what I do. Because at the end of the day, I'd rather, be res- I'd rather be hated for telling the truth than be respected for lies. And that's why your faves are always getting canceled for shit, because they're trying to please you, because they know that them being fake is how they got their start and their breakthrough on social media and how they got their breakthrough in the, in the entertainment industry. And they know that fake image they've created for themselves is what people love so they have to maintain it constantly and they're so terrified of somebody stopping their bags and cutting their checks You know a lot of influencers are so scared of going against the grain So they sell their soul by not saying anything at all and or they say the opposite of what they really believe Because they don't want the sponsorship to check out. Well bitch I don't really get that many sponsorships anyways bitch I had to work twice as hard to get even one sponsorship, so it's perfectly fine and I'm perfectly okay with not getting sponsorships. I do enough. I invest my money enough. I save my money enough. And I do a okay job of budgeting to where I don't need sponsorships. So all in all, selling your soul is for the weak-minded. Selling your soul is for the birds. Always stay true to who the fuck you are because at the end of the day... Nothing real can be threatened. No one can ever use some shit against me. No one can ever threaten me with some shit or say, oh my god, I'm gonna expose you for this. I'm gonna release some audio recordings of this. If someone were to ever try to pull a fast one and say they recorded me and they have evidence of me and they got receipts on me, I'd be like, bitch, drop the receipt. Cause I ain't never fucking said no naked pics. I ain't never do no fucked up shit or treat people like shit behind the scenes, and I ain't never said no fucked up shit that I already say on camera, bitch. So expose it. So at the end of the day, that's all I got to say on that. I hope everybody can resonate with this message. I hope everybody can understand and learn from my lesson. At the end of the day, nothing in this world is worth it if it comes too easy. I'd rather work twice as hard. And even if I'm on YouTube, I'm still young. I'm still young and I'm still aging like fine-ass wine. So I still have a lot of time to do so much stuff and learn so much stuff. But at the end of the day, if it takes me 15 years to get to that mainstream level and get like this major massive show and big syndication and on Netflix and shit, that's perfectly fine. Even if it takes 20 years, that's perfectly fine. I'm perfectly fine with that because I know what the fuck I've done. I know where the fuck I want w- want to have in life. And I know what the fuck I want to go. So this should be like a, you know, a cautionary tale for people. And that's really a big reason why I always made it my business to just be completely real. Because I want to show people that you don't got to be a fake ass phony motherfucker to make it somewhere. You don't have to be a Disney Channel marketable motherfucker. And I think that's why. And matter of fact, I know that's why so, so many people fuck with me. Because I'm relatable. I'm like your homie that you can kick it with, drink wine with, fucking smoke hookah with, fucking smoke a blunt with, eat some good food with, and just talk about life and just regular shit. I'm not like some weird ass mother. I'm down to earth and just chill. And that's why so many people fuck with me because it's like that relatability factor. And a lot of bitches are fake, reading off teleprompters and doing fucked up shit that they know damn fucking well that they don't even fucking believe in or agree with. And I get on camera doing whatever the fuck I want. Eat whatever the fuck I want. Eat whatever the fuck I want. And I don't fucking blink twice or fucking regret a damn second of it. And I'm blessed that I built a platform off of being real and being myself. Because exactly what you see is exactly what you'll see in the next two, three, four, five years, six years as far as my energy. And you'll see that shit all over again. And you'll never have to question if I'm actually telling the truth or not. Because I am who I am because I am who the fuck I am. And you should be that too. So at the end of the day, be real, bitch. Be real. But that was that for this podcast. I hope everybody learned a viable lesson about selling your soul and being true to who you are. And I really hope everyone can take heed on this advice and this can resonate with you some way, somehow. Please be sure to let me know what you guys thought about this podcast. Feel free to join my Patreon. Shout out to everyone on Patreon watching this podcast. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. And I appreciate all the love and support. Thank you guys so much for everything. I love you guys so much. And yeah, that's that. Timeout is over.